Hello, MLB Pro family. I'm your Oakland A's GM, Scott Gessford, and today I am here with Brett from Boston. How are you today, Brett? Doing pretty good. Glad to be on here. Good. Glad to have you. Glad you can find some time to do this, and I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, no problem. So let's start off by looking at how do you think your 2022 season went in Boston? Um, in one word, disastrous. That's even strong enough word to put it um injuries killed us all season from we started with um cleveland sawyer cleveland on the dl to begin the season um it just went downhill from there all the pitchers it seemed like at one time went on and um then when they came back nobody uh got their uh got the ball rolling and uh, didn't live up to their expectations Stuff. It seems like uh, when you have one pitcher go down, and the next one goes down, and the next one goes down, and before you know it, you know, you're you're already out of it. Exactly. And then, <clears throat> towards the, end, the last two months of the season, we have uh, Todd Coon go out, our you know our starting second baseman, and he hardly ever gets hurt. So we didn't have any backup, so we were scrambling there for a while. We were picking up guys off the free agent list to just plug and play. It was it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Makes yeah. life interesting now, doesn't it? Oh yeah, definitely. So, um, how what do you do with your budget? I see that um, you have no money left for free agents or extensions. Do you kind of like uh, use all your budget that you can? Do you put a lot of money into scouting and development? What's your philosophy there? Um, usually, if I see green on my budget, that means I need to spend it somehow so i don't uh i don't keep a lot of money available um just like i'm one of the bigger bigger market teams so i try to i just you know if i have it i'll try to get a player maybe move a prospect or something and get a player that i could use for a year or two and um and just hope for the best um this year it's kind of I'm putting me behind because I had a couple of guys that um, had their ratings go down. So that's not always ideal, but yeah. Uh, for scouting and development, I usually just go middle of the pack. All right now, I think I have 10 million on each for uh, development and scouting. I think that's what I have. Okay. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. Awesome. So let's let's turn it over to the mound and your pitching. Uh, what do you project your starting rotation to look like this year, or have you even thought that far ahead? I have a little bit. I'm. I think I have my first four pretty much locked in. I know three for sure. Four's uh, ninety percent, and number five is kind of. We'll see who has the better spring training. So for sure, one through four no particular order is going to be Garrett Cole, Roberto Munoz, uh, Drew Locke, and Chris Sell. Those are for sure going to be the top four. And then number five, um, I, I don't know. I may bring up, depends on how his spring looks, um, Logan Allen, uh, 24-year-old out of uh, AAA. I may bring him up and see. Or I have Michael Toretta, who's put up okay numbers in triple a <clears throat> but then i have uh, you know one or two guys in 
my bullpen I, I could always bring up if, it, if I really get in a pinch. And you already have a, a few players on on a disabled list for long yeah. periods of time. Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah, that's just <laughs> that's how we roll. Um, yeah, we've got Zach Potter out for a year. If I remember right with him, I picked up – he had a team option this past year. I picked it up just because he's already guaranteed to be here next year as well. So you could use him for one year, see if I want to extend him or not. Yeah, Larson went down late, and then Porter Coran, and we should have him, you know, in a a month off the deal, and then get him some rehab time. Maybe he could slide in as a number five if he, you know, doesn't get hurt or anything else between now and then. Yeah, exactly. So you you have a pretty solid rotation. You think it's competitive with uh, Tampa Bay and Baltimore and Toronto? Um, in my head, yeah. Um, they're to according to ratings wise, I'm pretty close with all those guys. Now, when it comes to stats and then actually on the field, no, we're we're not even close to where those guys are at for some reason. I don't know if I just don't have the right mix of pitchers. You know, I have mainly lefties. Only have one righty. In my starting rotation, of all lefties, I thought that may be an advantage with the Green Monster there, but it hasn't turned out to be that way. So, and, in my and head, I'll, I think I do, but I you just never know. Right, and I'll apologize to Rhett because I didn't put Rhett in that discussion, but uh, you know, I don't see Rhett being competitive in 2023. So, well, maybe I can do a little bit better than Rhett this year. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so your oh, yeah. bullpen. I know last season that uh, you got Ken Gary and Mitchell Traver for me to help with your bullpen. Uh, how are they going to help you this year? And what other people are going to help you? I have, in, I have two bona fide closers. I believe I have Ken Gary and I have Robert Paulus. <clears throat> so I think my back end, my eight nine inning, seven eight nine inning is locked down um now trevor he's he's a he's interesting his he had a little bit of, of a downturn in his ratings over the summer or winter but he performed with you for you magnificently in 2021 and last year he just he had a 6.26 era for me i just he just never could figure out how to pitch over in Boston. So he's got a really cheap contract, only a million dollars this year. So we'll see if um, he can turn around. He's going to get an opportunity to start the year, I think, up. So we're going to give him a a benefit of doubt, see if he can turn it around, and hopefully he can because we definitely use him. Yeah, how do you think your bullpen stacks up overall? Um, I would probably – if I had to give it a letter grade, I'd probably say it's a B. Um, you know, I got the back end seventy nine. I believe is probably, a, you know, a good B plus A A range. But um, Ottenhoff, I got over from Seattle uh, last year. Started off good. He had off and on, just kind of the rest of the bullpen, off and on, really good games here and there, and then it just nothing. Uh, we have Anthony Bass who's coming back, but he was uh, hurt a little bit last year, so just like everybody else and with the 
you know, five, uh, five, a little over five ERA, three last three and a half, uh, in 2021. So I think I have some arms there. I just need them to pitch the way they're supposed to pitch. Yeah. Bounce back to 2021. It'll be all good, right? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> okay. So let's, let's turn over to the hitters. Uh, who who are your starters at each position, and have you even thought about like a batting order yet? I've been tinkering a batting order of uh, just the first few games of um, spring training, but uh, what we're going to have is um, I think we're going to have a rookie start in uh, center field for this year, uh, Gilberto Jimenez. I think he's going to win the position. And start off if he keeps the way he's doing so far. So he's going to lead off and and start center field for us. And I think in the two hole we're going to put Takun back there um, after his injury. See if he bounces back this year and gets gets in the form. Because I really need him to set the table for the three hole hitter and our uh, shortstop Dave Allen. And he's just every year he just turning it out. So <clears throat> only six to three RBIs last year. So we could use his uh, 2021 productivity like, like everybody else. And four hole, we're going to put Sawyer Cleveland there, see if his uh, home run power can come through and knock some guys in. Then starting catcher is going to be Greg Bird, which is mainly because He's stats wise, he's just a little bit better um, than with Olmstead. But those guys are pretty similar, pretty similar guys. Yep. Then we're going to have six hall. We're going to have uh, Seiya Suzuki. So yeah, you, said that, you said that better than I could. Yeah, I just I winged it. <laughs> um, yeah, he's going to be hitting sixth and then seventh. Uh, we're probably going to put Arturo Cruz as our DH to start off with. That DH spot's going to be probably pretty fluid. Probably be a lefty-righty matchup. Um, first base could be Mendoza. He's going to get his full, uh, second year in the majors right there. And then running out is going to be a cage entry third base, which he probably could move up, but he's hit so good in the nine hole. He had 316 last year, so... If it's not broke, I'm not going to move just yet. Right, exactly. Uh, you have a great middle infield combination in Kuhn and Allen, but they're starting to get pretty expensive. Yeah, I tinkered with the idea of moving Kuhn a month or two ago, um, but I just couldn't pull myself to pull the trigger before the season started. I wanted to see if maybe I can't get one last run with these two before I started uh, tearing – tearing those guys apart but uh if we start off slow don't have a very good april then todd coon's gonna be the first to go for sure all right and uh you mentioned sawyer cleveland earlier i was hoping to draft him in 2019 but you drafted him ahead of me but he did great in his brief call up in 2021 but in 2022 you said you know he had injuries but he only batted 232 right uh, are you thinking that he's over the injury and is going to bounce back to 2021 numbers or he's got yeah. the ratings to do it? 
what I am telling myself is I think my whole team just kind of was out of position, moving around injuries here and there, and nobody just got comfortable being where they're where they were at. Um, so I think if we bounce back in 23, get everybody healthy, especially in the in the lineup, and get everybody there for you know a couple months, and maybe everybody starts bouncing back and is able to uh, do what they're supposed to be doing. Okay. So you've mentioned a couple of prospects already. Are uh, are they the only ones you're expecting? Maybe Munoz and uh, uh, Jimenez. Are those the only two you're kind of expecting to maybe come up and and be you know regulars or contribute this year? Uh, unless injuries dictate otherwise, I think those two are pretty close. Um, you know, if I get in the pinch, I got Will Benson down who can jump up and play some outfield. Um, I have Jonathan Urseg in AAA who, you know, can do first or third base, and it looks like he's getting close, but he uh, he's just not good enough to overtake who I have up there right, right now. Uh, Pitching-wise, yeah, I – I'm not seeing anybody who's going to be making the jump uh, this season. Um, Max Kranich, he's uh, he started off pretty good. Oh no, this that was something else. He's only pitched one time so far, but he is probably the closest guy. He's going to start off in AAA, I believe, this season. But you know, he's he may be the next haul up if somebody gets injured. Okay. Let's look at your your outlook for 2023. Where do you think you can be in the American League East this year? <clears throat> I uh, we're going to be better than we were last year, uh, for sure. Where is my um? I really expect us, you know, to be closer to the 85 90 range in wins we won 82 last year and that was with you know the injury bug hitting us every every which way we had a 4.41 era which i believe can be way better than what it is and we hit three uh not 307 where's it at yeah i lost it we had a 307 at babbitt last year which is can we can get better on that too but um I'm do you think second, the 85 to 90 yeah. wins gets you close to the division title or or the playoffs? S- uh, second for sure. Um I mean, if I really just want to be go right at it, yeah, I think we could win with what we have, maybe even adding a piece or two down the road. Um I I don't see Baltimore repeating what they did. Nothing against these guys, but I think they caught lightning in a bottle with a lot of their players who just had career seasons, it seems like. Um, Toronto is always tough, but, you know, I just, my optimism, I just don't see everybody that's that much better than we are. We may not be better in every spot, but I think we can hold our own with pretty much anybody in in our division, at least. (laughs) 
Okay. So yeah, I would say a, a, a solid second, and if I really run the limb, I say we we could win it. Okay, good. That's you know we are, we have to have optimism. Yeah. I always say my team's going to make the playoffs, and I'll be happy with eighty wins. So yeah, it's uh, early. Yeah, exactly. Now last year, teams like Detroit and Cincinnati, they made a big jump. They went from like the middle of the pack to contenders in their divisions. And do you see any teams making that jump either from mid mid pack to become a contender or from like the bottom of the barrel being, you know, somewhere in the middle and improving? Um, I know the Mets had a bet down year, so they, they may did. bounce back more than what they were last year. I think the consensus is Kansas City this year. I think they're probably everybody's radar to uh, make the biggest jump with what they they brought in. You guys over there in Oakland, you've pretty much did a complete roster turnover, and that's for the better for where you guys are at. So, yeah, there's three or four guys that can definitely move up. And, you know, if I was going to limb, I'd say there may be two or three, if not more, division – new division champions next year. Okay. Well, I was going to ask you next, if, if you had a bold prediction for 2023, <laughs> you kind of gave me one already, but do you have something different you want to. Uh, well, yeah. I, th I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more parity in the, the middle tier to upper tier teams this year. Um, I think a lot of teams has kind of hit their spending limit and some of the middle tier guys have, are having uh their prospects come up and really you're going to take advantage of that. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's not three, maybe four different division leaders in, on, on both sides. How do you think the, uh, the balance schedule is going to work for, for teams and the nationally getting the designated hitter? Um, I think the nationally getting a designated hitter may be a disadvantage to them somewhat. They, it, I mean, it'll help them out, but I think because I know my pitchers when I go to National League, I mean, it's, it's an automatic out. I mean, I, none of my pitchers have any hitting abilities because I never look at that when I'm looking for guys, trading for guys. So <clears throat> with the AL not having to use their pitcher to have an automatic out, I think that may help us out in the, in the long run more than it will the National League. Yeah, most pitchers can't hit anyway, but you know, at least in the National League, you train them to bunt. In the American League, you just don't even worry about it. Right. And so. I think, if I remember right, one of my pitchers is a real good hitter, but I got him from a National League team. And, you know, that's the only reason. Yeah. Well, is there anything yeah. else you want to bring up about the, the Red Sox? Maybe something I didn't ask you or something you want to throw in there? Uh, well, I think pretty much. Gone on a limb and made every bold claim I can. I think we're going to be way better than we were last year. Barring the injury bug stays away, I uh, we got rid of our um, we got rid of our trainer last year, so we have a new trainer who's uh, hopefully better than the last guy. So if we're healthy, I think we're going to be in it, and hopefully we surprise a lot of people and piss a lot of people off at the same time. I was just going to ask you if you wanted to give a, you know, Baltimore, Tampa, or Toronto some bulletin board material with uh, 
Okay. Oh, yeah. Keep underestimating us, thinking we're not as good as we are, and we'll be right there. Just like we were, we were hurt and injured last year and didn't have a very good team batting average of pitching, and we were in second place up until what mid August or so, and then we finally fell off when we got Tom Coon hurt. So we'll be there. We're not worried about it too much. Okay. Well, this is the part of the show where I always ask people to introduce yourselves, you know, maybe tell people what you do for a living, you know, and if you have a trade block or if you're looking for something so somebody can uh, get a hold of you. Yeah, well, I'm Brett. I'm, I just turned 46. I just moved to Reno from uh, Texas. I've been in Texas, Oklahoma my whole life. Uh, um, I was in real estate for the last 12 years, moved out here. And completely having to start over from scratch just kind of burnt me out the last couple months. And so I'm starting a new job last month and we're just going to wing that part of it. Wife is happy I'm working. So whatever makes her happy, we're doing. But yeah, block wise, like I said, we'll probably wait to move Coon or make any big deals uh, until... April, May, see how the season starts, but we're not going to wait too long to get ourselves in too big a hole. Um, you know, we really need to get rid of Jack McNeil. He's got great power. He just, he just doesn't fit our mold for what we're, we're wanting right now. So we're looking to, he's a number one guy we need to get rid of, but starting pitcher is always a need. And, um, you know, if we do move Coon, we'll need to replace the second baseman and some prospects in that. Okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on, Brett, and talking and letting everybody know all about the Red Sox. I'm going to stop the recording and we can stay on and chat for a minute. Perfect. Sounds good.